Hello, everybody. God bless you and welcome today. We are so glad you have joined us and we've got some really great stuff we're going to share with you. We don't want you to go away for just even a moment because I was looking in Ecclesiastes today, Terry, and I found that great verse that says that the end of a thing is better than the beginning of a thing. So we don't want you to miss anything. Stay tuned with us and we're going to talk about some really, really good stuff for you. Well, we're still talking about spiritual authority. Spiritual authority, you would, authority, you would yes. think we'd get through, but uh, we've been on this for a number it's of weeks lifestyle. now. Well, it, it's life and death, as we've said a couple it of is. times on the program. It's absolutely life and death. And so uh, we've got some exciting things to share with you and some testimonies to share with you. And, uh, and there's just several things on my heart today I'd like to get into. Right. You know, and, and in 54 years, darling, you have had lots of different experiences in order to have and exercise spiritual authority. You can't just preach the Bible. Faith has to have works. No, absolutely. James tells us three times in one paragraph, yes. faith without works is dead. Lest we forget. And you know, in order to have testimonies, uh, you, you got to go through some stuff. I'm not advocating <laughs> going through some stuff, but when the devil throws right. things at you, and life throws things at you, sure. then you learn how to operate in spiritual authority. And uh, I mean, if you won't get it thrown at you anyway, you might as well win. No, that's right. You know, it, as, as the Lord leads us in everyday life, raising children, marriage, health, uh, jobs, all of these things, the Lord has put some wonderful things down on the inside of us. Just like with Adam and Eve, there was a command that said, take dominion. Yes. Well, that spirit now under the New Testament, we have the ability to go and do those things. And in order to live life, uh, just everyday life, you're going to have to have spiritual authority. So we want you to just uh, stay tuned with us here. Um, we're going to continue to show you how to be more than a conqueror. So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. Well, to be more than a conqueror, you have to have the power of God to do that, don't you, darling? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we have the command in Genesis 1:26 to take dominion, to go into all the world. <laughs> the Lord's told Adam and Eve there to take dominion, multiply, refinish, replenish and refinish, <laughs> and be able to go into everywhere and have dominion, take authority, walk this life down here on the planet to where we're not just the victim to every circumstance that we actually can walk in every venue of life and we have dominion through the command and the authority, the God-given right to walk in those things, just like Jesus did. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, Renee, when he gave that command in Genesis 126, mm -hmm. uh, he had already created the earth, of the, the, right. all the flowers and the birds and the trees and the right. rivers and ocean, all that. It was perfect, absolutely perfect. And it must have been beautiful. 
but then he said, now let us make man in our likeness, in our image, and let them, them people, them men, them women, let them have dominion right. over the, the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, the beasts of the field, and over all the earth, and everything that creepeth on the earth. Now, isn't it interesting there wasn't any sin yet, and he still wants to be in dominion. No, that's right. And Think he, about that. He wasn't even talking about sickness and disease because there wasn't any. No. <laughs> he wasn't even talking about, about having to deal with the devil because the devil wasn't a factor. He's putting Adam and Eve in the garden, in the yes, perfect garden, yes. in the wonderful garden. But he, he wants them to, to run it. He wants them to dominate it. He right. wants them to be in charge of it. That's right. Uh, and that's what he wants for us. And just because sin came, because Adam and Eve sinned and, and sold title lead out to the devil, and Satan became, the Bible says, the God of this world. Now, now let, me, let me say something to you about that. The Christians get real confused about this. The Bible tells us that Satan became the God of this world. Right. All right? So uh, the, the church... Uh, so many times tell me, well, you know, Terry, it's the devil's world and he does what he wants to and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. God wasn't talking about the earth. There's a difference in world and earth. Right. Earth is the planet we live on. Right. And the Bible says about the earth, it says the earth is, is the, the Lord's and the fullness Lord's. thereof and all that dwell therein. He said, I own the cattle on a thousand hill. He said, I, mm -hmm. he said the gold is mine in Haggai and the silver is mine, saith yes. the Lord. The earth, Renee, is, is still God's. It always was God's. It still is God's. Exactly. That's why I've always said, and you've heard me say many times, that some fools think they can destroy this. <laughs> Men can destroy the earth. Right, and other right. fools think man can save it. And right. man can neither destroy it nor save it. It's God's. When it says Satan became the god of this world, right. what that's talking about is the minds of men, that's right. the worldly the system. system. Yeah. And so Satan is the god of that. He is out here in the minds of men. He is out here in the atmosphere. He is right. out here in the world system. And he's trying to kill, steal, and destroy. And Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief, the devil comes right. uh, to steal. He comes to kill. He comes to destroy. That's his job. But uh, we, don't, we don't surrender the earth to him. God didn't surrender the earth to well, him. Right. God put us in dominion over the earth. He wants right. us to dominate the earth. And so we need, to, we need to separate that and understand that. And so whenever God put Adam and Eve in the garden, then they were there as the stewards of God, right. the, the, you know, the, the overseer, the manager, the, right. the foreman. Uh, right. They were in charge of God's garden. And uh, a lot of people say, no, no, Brother Terry, God gave it to Adam. It was Adam's garden. He could do what he would. No, it's not true. Uh, and the old argument in the church is always, was Adam the owner or was he the steward? Right. Was he the owner or was he just the manager and the farmer? Well, I can prove to you he wasn't the owner because I ask you one simple question. Who got kicked out? Did Adam get kicked out or did God get kicked out? Uh -huh. No, Adam got kicked out. That means it's God's garden. If it was Adam's garden, he couldn't have gotten sure. kicked out. Sure. God's still running things. He's still in charge of the deal. It's still his. And he said, hey, buddy, don't eat of this tree. There was two trees, the, the, the tree of life right. and the tree of knowledge of good, of good and evil. And God pointed them out to them. Right. I mean, when he gave him the grand tour of the garden, he said, look here, this is yours and you take care of this and enjoy your wife and have kids here and enjoy the animals and enjoy the fruit and play with this. Just have a ball and I'll come down every day in the cool of the day and I'll take you, Eve, honey, by the hand. Oh, I'll right. take you, Adam, buddy, yes. by the hand. And we'll just tiptoe through the tulips together mm -hmm. in the Shekinah glory of me and we'll just have a great time. And then I'll come down the next day and the next day and the next day yeah. and the next day forever. forever. And finally, we'd have yeah. gotten there. Right. That's right. Uh, but he said, but you see those two trees in the middle of the garden right over there? Those trees, the tree of life 
and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Point out both trees. Right. But he only had a commandment about one of them. Yes. He said, now see that tree of life? Do not eat of the tree of life. Because if you do, the day in which you eat, you shall surely die. Now, notice Adam, God didn't tell him, don't eat of the tree of life. Uh, don't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Right. I mean. You got it backwards. I got it backwards. Excuse me. <laughs> Say that all, all wrong. The other way around. That's why I need help every now and then. That's right. That's right. We all. He do. said, you see that tree over there, the knowledge of it's good and evil? He said, do not eat, eat of that tree, that tree. Because in the day you do, you shall surely die. That's but right. notice he didn't tell them. He did not tell them not to eat of the tree of life. That's right. So Adam and Eve ate of the wrong tree. They, they messed up by eating That's of the, the wrong only, tree. That's only one rule you have to follow. That's yeah, Adam, Adam had it pretty easy. All he had to do is live in the garden, God's garden. All he had to do is play with his wife. Play with his kids, yeah. enjoy the animals, enjoy the, enjoy the. I mean, just just have a ball forever, and God's oh. going to come down and play with you every day. Yeah, what a deal! And uh, I just want to show you something right here in Genesis. Whenever God gave them all that, uh, and the church has been confused about this for for many many years too. He tells them uh, there in verse twenty six, "Make man in our image, our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over AWL, all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth." Mm -hmm. So God created man in His own image, His image of God created He him male and female. There's only two genders. Right. God's not confused about that, by the way. <laughs> only two genders. No, let's keep it simple. Man's made up all the rest of them, but they they don't exist. So God created man in his in his image, his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply. First thing God said, the creator said to the creature was have babies. Right. He said, multiply, be fruitful, give me, give me a family. God wanted a family. He still does want a family. That's right. And that was their job. It was Adam and Eve. Here's your, your purpose, your reason for existence on planet Earth. Get your notepad, get your tape recorder. Get, get, are you ready for this? Here's why you're here. Sure, we're ready, Lord. Okay, give me a family. That was, that was the instruction. That's God right. wanted a family. He still does. And, and he said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion. And there's the word again. Dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God said, I've given you every herb-bearing seed, which is on the face of all the earth, uh, and every tree in which the fruit of a tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for me. You're supposed to eat that. And to every beast of the earth and every fowl of the air and to every thing that creeps on the earth where there's life, I've given every green thing or herb for meat, and it was so. Now, whenever, whenever that all took place, then God said to him, as he took them, took them around and gave them the, you know, gave them, gave them the, the guided tour. Then he gets down to the point where I was just at. The Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day you eat thou shalt surely die. And, the, and then God you know, went on with them. And so whenever this happened, uh, and, the, and the devil came, and he tempted Eve, yes. and he said, has God really said that? Yeah, no. And she says, no, 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 yes. we can't eat that tree over there because uh, God said, has he, did, he re did he really say that? Are you sure? Oh, doubt. Yeah. So he planted a seed of doubt in her mind, and so she ate. And the Bible says here in verse uh, uh, 6 of chapter 3, it says, and, and she turned to her husband with her. Adam wasn't across the 
garden fishing somewhere. He was right there with her. He was in on the sin. And he was right there. And so she turned to her husband with her, and he did eat. And when that happened, everything fell apart. Isn't that right? That's right. And so finally then, over here at the, at the very end of chapter, what is it? Uh, three? Three? I should have looked this up before I got into this, but I didn't know I was going to say it. So y'all, y'all hang, hang, hang on with me. Because here's where the church gets confused here. It says that uh, it, it, it tells us that, that when God found that they had sinned, he mean, knew mm -hmm. they'd sinned, that he kicked them out of the garden. Mm -hmm. Now, the church has always believed that God's mad at women because Eve sinned. That, that's not true. And that God's mad at, God was mad at Adam and Eve because they sinned. Mm -hmm. And so he kicked them out of the garden because he wanted to punish them and because he was mad at them. But that's not the, that's not the point. That, that never was the point. He didn't kick them out because he's mad at them. He didn't wow. kick them out because he, they sinned. He kicked them out, Renee, because he loved them right. and didn't want them to now in their sinful, sinful state, state. They're now in a sinful state. Right. Now, if they eat of the tree of life in their sinful state, they'll live forever in that sinful state. That's right. And God said, I have got to keep yeah. them away from the tree of life now because I cannot allow them to eat of the tree the of life of in the sinful the state they're now in. Right. That even would be disastrous for eternity. Yeah. And so he says, so he yeah. says, the Lord God, verse 22, chapter uh, three, and the Lord God said, behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand mm -hmm. now so that he doesn't take the tree. Now, lest he put forth his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. What are we going to do? Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden, out of the garden, to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims, angels, cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. So the whole point of God kicking them out of the garden was not because he's mad at them, not because they sinned, but because he said, I cannot allow them now to eat of the tree of life exactly. and live forever in this mess that they're in. I've got to, at all costs, I've got to protect that. Wow. So he kicked them out of the garden. And not only did he kick them out of the garden, he put angel there to, to, to protect the tree of life mm -hmm. with a sword, a flaming sword. Right. It turned every which way to guard, to protect the tree of life. And, and literally, literally, that angel would have killed Adam if he had tried to get back in there and eat of that tree. Because God cannot allow him to eat of the tree of life and live forever in that mess. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Yeah. And so we realize that God kicked them out of the garden. Uh, God was the owner. Adam was the steward. Right. God owned it. Adam was supposed to take care of it. Mm -hmm. And so we, we have to see and understand that was the plan and the purpose. But now the original plan, which was God wants a family, mm -hmm. never had changed. Right. It still hasn't changed today. It's just that the method by which that's going to happen right. had to change. The methods change sometimes, but the plan doesn't change. No. And so when, when they lived in the garden, all they had to do to give God a family was just have babies. Yeah. And those babies have babies, and those babies have babies, and right. those babies have babies. But that changed. Whenever, whenever they got kicked out of the garden, now it became a different deal. And so mm -hmm. God gave them the, the, the priesthood. He gave them the Ten Commandments. He gave them the law. He gave them all the, 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 the priest and the, the temple and all that stuff. Yeah. And then it still wanted a family. 
Nothing changed. Nothing's changed. They still just, you know, pure marital love. Yeah. Husband and wife, nine months later, have a baby. And that's how it went until the New Testament and Jesus came. And when Jesus came, then, then the plan still was the same. I want a family. Mm-hmm. But instead now, instead of, instead of uh, having just natural procreation and a man and woman come together in pure marital love, nine months later, have a baby. Now Jesus introduced the new birth. Right. And said to and said to Nicodemus, "Ye must be born again." Great Nicodemus words. said, "What? How can I go back in? What can I? What?" Yeah, those, those words have lasted two thousand years. Exactly. And so then, then on the cross, Jesus died to make that happen. He died so that we could have get God Hallelujah. a family. And so after He rose from the dead, in Matthew, in Mark, in Luke, in John, and the first of Acts, five yes. times, Jesus said to them the same thing that God said to them in the garden. He said, hey, get your tape recorder, get your notepad. Here's your purpose for That's living right. on planet Earth. This is your reason for yes. existence. This is why Hallelujah. you're here. Which And in the Old Testament, in the, in the garden, God just said, multiply and be fruitful. Right. Which he also said, by the way, to Noah and the other seven people that were in the ark, only seven people alive on the whole planet. Oh and when they come out of the ark in Genesis 7 and 8, then uh, the first thing Noah did was to build an altar and to take some of those animals out of the ark and sacrifice them to God and say, all right, Lord, we're sacrificing you. We're only the eight people alive on the whole planet. Mm-hmm. They're rich. They own it all. And uh, and then God says to them, hey, get your notepad, get your, get your tape recorder. I'm going to give you your reason for existence yes. for planet Earth. Yes. Here's your vision. Here's your purpose. This is it. You ready? And Noah says, sure, I'm ready. And God says the exact same thing he said to Adam in the garden. He said, okay, multiply and be fruitful. So the same thing is I want a family. Right. Well, now Jesus comes out of the grave. And in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts, yes. he gives us what we call the Great Commission. Right. I've always called it the only commission because he didn't right. give us commission A, B, C, D. And say, you choose whichever one you like. No, he gave him one commission. And he said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believes so baptized shall be saved. And he that believes not shall be damned. And, he, and five times he gave us our purpose for existence on planet Earth that we're supposed to go into all the world. So now it's not just natural procreation. Yeah. Now it's spiritual procreation. You know, Jackie wrote that marvelous book, Supernatural Childbirth. Uh, and I used to tell her all the time that, hey, I really have supernatural childbirth. I can stand on the crusade platform and have 100,000 babies in one night right. because of spiritual right. birth. That I can right. preach this plan of salvation that by believing on Jesus, Hallelujah. you can be saved and live it's with wonderful. him forever and uh, give God a family. So our job still, the plan never changed. The methods changed, but the plan never changed. Right. God still says, I want a I family. Want. Give me a family. And now as, as Christians and missionaries and evangelists and, and, and soul winners, we're supposed to win souls all the time and give God a family. Oh. And we're supposed to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believes is baptized shall be saved. And so we've got the Great Commission five times. That's amazing. In the New Testament, Jesus first didn't tell us. The Bible. Jesus didn't tell us to do first five books of the New Testament. New Testament. Jesus didn't tell us to do eighteen different things. He said, "Do one thing." He said, That's "Give right. God a family." So the plan never, never, never changed. It was give God a family in in the garden. Then after the flood, it was give God a family, and then in the New Testament, it's give God a family. 
And so that's Thank still you that, that. Yeah, you think so. But that's still the plan today. But God was the owner of the earth. He still is the owner of the earth. Good Satan news. simply became the God of this world or the God of the world system, system or the God of the minds of men. We're still in dominion over the earth. That's what the church has missed for so many years. We think, oh, well, the devil's the God of the earth, so I guess my house may have a tornado, or may have a fire, or may have a flood, or may they may have this happen or that happen, or, or all kind of bad things are going to happen. No, 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 you're in dominion still That's right. over, God said, all the earth and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And so we need to go back to that dominion, That's right. that authority. And that faith and that power, realizing that we we have been given that dominion. God gave it to us. Well, now, it's up so to good. us whether we use it or not or whether we sleep through the whole thing. But, you know, a little baby king is still a king, yeah. even if he's just a baby. That's and right. he may never, ever grow into being a king. He may right. never get it. He may never... Uh, you know, a little a little prophet that God's called from out of his mother's womb uh, may never get saved and may, may never be a prophet, may, but God yet called him to be one. And well, so we it, have to grow into what God's called us to be. It's like in the Old Testament there in, the, in Genesis one twenty six, God has commissioned us to take dominion. Absolutely. And and in that, the thing that is so comforting well, to me as a woman, to take it, he said. Let them have it. Let so he, he, have he it. demanded of us to have it. And his first command after that, was, he, he was saying was, uh, after creation, was to multiply. So he meant that every generation was to take dominion in their dispensation. Yes, yes. And so it wasn't just Adam and Eve having dominion or Noah or Jesus or the 12 disciples. But God intended that every time there was a baby, we were to teach that child how to have dominion. Absolutely. We were to teach that child boy or girl, that they had dominion yes. everywhere they went in life and that they have an ability to withstand every attack of hell, every level of deception, every threat, every opportunity to yes. be sick, yes. to be poor, to be <laughs> oppressed in any way. He meant for every man, woman, boy, girl from now on yes. to always have dominion take dominion, live in authority. And it's it's just so important that we teach that to children, Terry. Oh, absolutely. And I, you, no, absolutely. I, I said on the last program that you should go get a big poster board, maybe cut it in half, and then write in big letters as big as the paper, dominion, and put one of them in every room and start teaching your children not only, you know, how to how to spell it, but also how to do it. And it's so important that parents transfer what they're learning with their children so they don't ever at any point feel inferior about what the parents are doing. They should be doing it right along with mom and dad. No, oh, amen. Absolutely. That's exactly right. You know what? Our time's about gone again. We need to pray for people. Yes. Let's uh, pray for you right now. Let's believe God with you right now, not only for salvation, but of course, that's the greatest miracle. But let's pray for you for healing as well. So so just lock in here with Renee and I and right. uh, let's go before the Father. And I want you to receive right where you're at. Let that anointing come yes. into your body and receive that. There's the Bible no tells us the that. anointing destroys the yoke. That's it doesn't right. just break it. It doesn't just make it bend it. It doesn't just make it feel bad. It destroys the yoke. So if the yoke's cancer, AIDS, HIV, lupus, leukemia, uh, marital problems, financial problems, it doesn't matter what the yoke is. That's right. Uh, the word says the anointing destroys, destroys the yoke. 
So I want you to set your faith with us right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that the tangible power, the tangible anointing of the Holy Ghost of Acts, the Holy Ghost of Heaven, flow into every person right now, flood their body, saturate their body, permeate their body with yourself, Holy Spirit, with that anointing, that anointing from heaven, that anointing that's like fire, that anointing that was in the Ark of the Covenant, that literally kill people if they touched it wrong, <laughs> that anointing that's in us will absolutely destroy the yoke of bondage. I call it the, the destroying change. anointing of God. It destroys what's not right. Every so I curse evil. cancer. I curse sickness and disease. It doesn't matter what Strife, name, what, what, what Latin name the medical doctors have put on it. It doesn't matter what it's called. It's a yoke and we curse it, rebuke it, and command it to wither and die and get out of your body in Jesus' name. And we speak life to you. The, power, the word says the power of life yes. and death yes. are in the tongue. We speak death to the disease. Amen. We speak life to you to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Now receive that. That's be right. healed of it and tell somebody about it when you see the healing. Amen. Amen. We're going to be right back. He just kept telling me that he was going to kill me. And I kept telling him that he was not. I said, God, if he pulls the trigger, my job is to believe your word and your job is to do something about the bullet. Hello everybody, it's Terry Mize here. You know, God said about Abraham, I, I'm his friend and I know that Abraham will tell his children about me. God also said to the people of Israel to tell your kids about God all the time. I've had people ask me for years, Brother Terry, should we, should we cram this down their throat? Should we make them go to church? Should we talk to our kids about the things of God? And I always say, no, uh, God only said do it four times. He said, whenever you rise up, whenever you lay down, whenever you go out your house, whenever you come back in your house, tell your children about the things of God. In other words, all day long. We're in a war for the hearts, the minds, and the soul of America. We are the Christians, the people of God, the men and women of God, called by His name, a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, and we're going to preach the gospel. We're not going to lose our kids, and we're going to teach them about the things of God. So even though I've never done this before in 53 years of Third World Missionary Evangelism, I'm asking you today to pray about and consider joining Renee and myself in World Missions in, in partnership, monthly partnership. In fact, we're, we're believing God. I'll tell you what I've asked the Lord and asked heaven. I've never said to you, but I've asked heaven and asked the Lord uh, to give us three different levels of partnership that people would, would give $20 a month. I'm believing for 2,000 people that would give $20 a month every month faithfully. Then I'm asking for 200 people that would give $100 a month faithfully committed uh, every month and then I'm asking for a third level which would be churches or businesses that would give a thousand dollars a month and we had 25 partners 25 churches 25 businesses that would give a thousand dollars a month uh, those three levels if you'd set your faith believe God with us God will provide it for you I know I've partnered with people before and said Lord you provide it and I'll give it well that's what faith does to us faith stretches us and and you can stretch your faith by making that commitment. So believe God with us. Pray about it. Talk to your husband. Talk to your wife. Pray about it. would make all the difference in the world. That's who we are, worldwide ministers. We're not going to lose America. We're not going to lose the world. 
Thank you for your consideration. Thank you for praying about it. Thank you for hooking up with us. You are more than conquerors. We are so glad you have joined us today and we hope that anything we've said has been of help to you. And if you've been saved today on the program, giving your heart to the Lord Jesus, healed, or just feel like you can run through a troop, as the Bible says, and run and leap over a wall, please write us and let us know. We want to pray for you, send you some materials, things that we know that God will be a blessing to you. And darling, we know that from Genesis 1:26, the Lord said, take dominion, have dominion, multiply, replenish, replenish, tell the kids they have dominion. Absolutely. And then over the New Testament, the Apostle Paul says, whatever you get into, you are more than, more than a conqueror. God bless you.